Tony. What's up, my brother? What's going on, man? Not a lot, not a lot, dude. Just uh, trying to be you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, man. It's Monday slapping me in the face like Will Smith right now. Yeah, I know, huh? <laughs> I feel like I just talked about his wife. <laughs> oh my gosh, man, that was crazy. What did you think of that when you saw that on the internet this morning? Dude, well, I saw it last night. I was like, there's no way this like happened. I thought it was fake. And I went and looked it up and I was like, well, no, that, that really happened. <laughs> he just yeah. walked right on stage and decided, okay, I'm going to slap you in the face. So, yeah, yeah. Wild, man. <laughs> like, right, wild, that's, wild. that's how we do things now. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It was insane, man. I, I literally couldn't believe it when I saw it. I'm like is this fake like i I just you have that moment but dude it was a trip dude thank you for jumping on i'm super excited to have you on real estate homies we are live (laughs) it's episode six so it's uh it's been a a fun fun to do this podcast so far but when we met in orlando i it's safe to say we hit it we hit it off pretty quick oh yeah no doubt no doubt it was a blast it was a good time yeah man what so i would kind of want to open up with that like What'd you learn from the event, man? What what did you take away from that event? At it was a Tom Ferry event. It was to me phenomenal. But what what were you able to get from it? Yeah, so um, man, I, I'm really more of like a phone warrior type dude. Like it just kind of it's, it's how I build my business, and then over the years it's turned into referrals. So so like social media marketing, uh, things like that. Uh, really maximizing ad spend. It's something I do for the agents here in the office, or something that we do as a company. But personally, like. I'm, you're not going to find me plastered all over social media. Like there's not a lot of stuff of mine that's going to go viral. You're going to go to my social media. It's going to be me and my dog, you know, but that's my brand, right? It's like, I'm just kind of, you. I'm not the guy that's going to walk in in a suit and be like, Hey, this is how this is done. Or, you know, it's just so, so, but it is something that I know I need to implement, you know, take your business to the next level. So I got a lot out of uh, Jason Pantana section. Um, you know, it oh, was, yeah. It was a ton of information. It was like drinking through a fire hose for somebody like me who doesn't really do it. So, uh, but I've got that was really probably the biggest takeaway for me was was his was his, were his segments. Yeah, what I loved about Jason, man, is he he teaches it high level, like he's explaining it. But then, like they actually like you're pulling up your laptop. Oh yeah, like, like let's go. We're implementing it. Yeah, he's walking through the crowd with you, going one by one with like man. There had to be like three to 500 people there that he's walking through, making sure everybody's got it under control. So that was really yeah. awesome to be able to see that uh, because it is very technical. So uh, to be able to, to do that was pretty badass. but um, right. You know, I brought you here today to talk about your journey, man, because okay. you, you, you said it right there in the beginning, you're a foam warrior. And I knew that from our combo at the event. And that is something that's extremely important when it comes to, starting your real estate business, whether you're a new agent that didn't have a sphere or even maybe you built your sphere up, but you're trying to expand it even more and and you have the time to do so. Right. Right. So talk to me a little bit about what you've accomplished in real estate in 2021 and where you're currently at in 2022. Okay. So, uh, 2021. So my market's a little bit of a smaller market Our average price points, right? At like two, I want to see our for, for everyone in the MLS, it's like 230. My office is at 270, right? So it's, we're, we're, you got to do heavy, heavy sides to really hit volume numbers. Uh, 2021, uh, I finished 43 sides uh, at 11 million in production. Um, that was myself and I have a TC. Love so, it. Um, Love it. yeah. So now in what 2022, about 2022, 
Yeah, so 2022 right now, Q1, um, I'm at 3 million closed with 3 million pending for the next, that's my my projections, 30, 60 days. Gotcha, gotcha. Sounds like you had a good Q1 then. Yeah, it was huge. I mean, I had some commercial deals that I had been working since the end of 2021 that finally came to fruition, you know, a hotel that needed to get off my books. So some things, I mean, you know how it is. It's, you get a lot of, you get a lot of layover from, from your, what you did. And that's what we tell all our agents, whatever you did yesterday, get you paid tomorrow. So, yeah. um, and so that's really, that was, you know, real heavy handed Q1, which was great, but we haven't really slowed down in our market. So, I mean, we're not seeing anything. There's no lead indicator for us that makes us think that 2022 is going to back off any different than 2021. So. Well, it doesn't sound like, it sounds like you're on pace to actually go up, right? Yeah, already, take right. You're going to exceed yeah. what you did last year. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Kudos to you, man. That's badass. But what about the beginning? I know it's it hasn't always been rainbow, rainbows and butterflies. <laughs> no, it has so, not. Now you're not from Lafayette, right? Where are you from? No, so I was uh, actually raised in Katy, Texas, just west of Houston. Uh, my parents live in the Austin area now, um, and so I went to school in Louisiana. So um, when I got into the business, it's not that I didn't necessarily have a sphere, didn't know people, but I didn't have you know family to lean on for you know kind of those gimmies when you first get into the industry and uh, all, all my friends, you know, even my closest friends, guys, you know, I stood in their weddings. One of my closest friends has been, had been in real estate when I started seven years ago, he had already been in it for eight years. So we had so much fear crossover that it was like, if you had the choice to choose a guy that you've known, you know, that has been in the industry for a day that you're good friends with, or you have a choice to, you know, go with a guy that's been doing it for eight years, who you're also good friends with, you know, Back's kind of against the wall with that competition. And look, the the other side of that is it's not just that he's been in it for eight years. He's great at what he does. He's a good agent, you know. So, uh, so that was really, really tough. I mean, it was an uphill battle uh, when I first started, which is why you know I took to the phones, which is why I was like, yep. you know what, it's time to find people that don't know me, don't know him, and I'm going to go fight for business. I, I'd rather fight up against, go up against other people that don't know either of us, you know. Even if I am going up against another agent, I trust myself you know, to, for that predisposition of your friends and family wasn't there. Gotcha. That actually is a great scenario. So, so in your scenario, you had it where you, you guys had it sphere crossover. So you right, decided right. let's not even, you know, mess with this crossover. You know, if people come to me, they come to me through my sphere, but I, there's no point in competing against your buddy. So why not just let it all naturally happen and then go find another avenue to acquire business and expand your sphere. So that's right. why you took it to the phones. Yeah, absolutely. And look, and I knew, and I, I believed in my ability that eventually that crossover would start to break down and we'd end up, you know, we'd end up not taking business from each other, but this, our sphere crossover would start to really kind of show, Hey, you know, I'm just as good. I'm still, you know what I mean? And I knew eventually that would get there. But when you're that first year, it's just really tough to pull pull business from an eight year veteran who's good at his job and, and is equally as, as friends. You know what I mean? Has that equal relationship. So, so yeah, I knew it would eventually get there, but I just knew that first year it needed to be, uh, I needed to build a business with a different pillar. Gotcha. So now was your initial jump right into there with Jim Katie and, and jumping in on Katie real estate or how did that work? Yeah, man. So, um, I owned a business before I got into real estate and Jim had an agent here and her mother um, was my CFO at the time. And so mm. she, she's the one that said I was, we were just casually talking one day and she said, you know, I mentioned that uh, my ex-wife and I were going to be looking for a house. And she had said, well, my daughter works 
at Katie as an agent, why don't you take a meeting with her? Uh, and that was kind of all she wrote. I mean, I got, you know, I started working with uh, that agent. We went through the whole home buying process. I loved it. I was like, man, I could do this. And, uh, you know, fast forward a few months, I'd gotten licensed. And, uh, and then next thing you know, uh, I met with Jim and I, and I did the interview process and got hired on by the end of the year. So love I haven't, that. Love that. I haven't, been, haven't been anywhere but Katie since I started. Yeah. And, and honestly, I, to no surprise, because literally everybody on the team is just like, it just seems like a <laughs> yeah. it's tight niche, tight niche uh, uh, company. Everybody there is like fam at this point, it seems like. So uh, yeah, no doubt. it's cool to see that. You, you don't see that everywhere. You could feel it immediately when you're you know, hanging out with y'all. So um, we definitely do culture based hiring. So <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, you buy into the culture, it doesn't work. So we can train yeah. you to be a good agent. We can't train you not to suck. So. Hey, I think I made the cut. I think I made. <laughs> yeah, the cut. no, you definitely did. You definitely did. You're, Katie, you're Katie by proxy now. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Uh, so I got. I want to kind of dive into that journey on the phone, right? Because okay. that's what you said. You built up your business. I think a lot of people get value from your insight and experience there. So, like when it came to like cold calling, were you calling like online leads? What were some of these lead sources you were calling in the beginning? Okay, so the way it worked for us was Jim basically gives you every tool to succeed. So if you fail, you know it was on you. So basically, so one of those avenues is we use Boomtown for our CRM. Um, I'm sure some of your other agents around, you know, that you have on your podcast uh, have used different ones, you know. Um, but we use Boomtown and we buy we buy leads for our newer agents, and those leads go into a pond. Uh, and we get, a th we, I had, a, at the time, I was doing manual dials. Like I was literally sitting there, picking on the phone, having a dial, whatever. Now, um, once Jim was like, saw how committed I was to the phones, he invested in Mojo Dialer, three line dialer, and I could just sit down and just roll with it. And now it's a requirement for our agency's Mojo. So we've really gone. Uh, I mean, it used to be when you were sitting there, there's nothing worse than like having a bad, it's bad enough to have a bad phone day, but now have one where you had to manually dial every single number, wait for it to ring, then get your no, and then still have to do it again, right? The three line dialer now keeps you rolling. Yeah, so, talk to um, me about the Mojo Dialer a little bit because a lot of people may not know what that is and there may okay. still be manually calling. Yeah, no. So if you are still manually calling, I highly, highly suggest you look into Mojo and see if it integrates with your CRM. So Mojo Dialer is a it's an automated system. It's not like you have to sit on any specific phone. You call a number, whether you could do it from your cell phone, you can do it from your, your call phone, whatever. Um so you call a number and it basically taps in, it links up with all your leads that you imported into the list and it goes through and three lines are ringing at one time. And if somebody picks up, it hangs up the other two lines and then it starts right back up again and just keeps rolling. I mean, I can knock out 200 calls in a couple hours, you wow. know? And so that's, it's just, it's a mat. I mean, it is a game changer. If you're spending, if you were spending time on the phone, that's the way to do it. So let's talk about that deeper. So two, two things that immediately pop up is one, do you leave voicemails in the event that you're making this many nope. phone calls? Nope. No voicemails. Voice, a voicemail is a, a voicemail is a waste of time because if you this if you get a voicemail from me and the first thing out of my mouth is, hey, this is Tony Cobra with Kitty Real Estate, click, it's a waste of time. Right. What I'd rather do is you see a number you don't know and call back. You'd be like, hey, I had a missed call. Oh, hey, yeah, this is Tony with Kitty Real Estate. I saw you were searching on our site. Now I've got you. Right. And all I need you, all I need to do is get you to talk to me for five seconds and I'll find out if you're serious. I can get your motivation. And I can make sure that I get, if you are motivated, let's dig deep. Give me, you give me two minutes and I got my hooks in. You know, gotcha. so, so that was my second question was my, my second question ended up being, 
what did that look like? Cause you don't, you don't kind of know, like you're, it's not like you're analyzing your CRM and going, Oh, this person uh, came in through this source and they yep. clicked on this and they looked at that. So what's your, what's your script when you're doing those like kind of speed dialing? Don't overthink it. So here's the thing. I don't look at anything on a profile before I dial. I put everybody in. I start making my dials. Austin answers the phone. I'm like, now all I have to do is click on your name on Mojo and it brings up your file on Boomtown. And I just sit there and I'm like, hey, Austin, it's Tony Cobra with Katie Real Estate. I saw you were on our website. I just wanted to make sure you're finding everything helpful and easy to use. Right. There's no way you say if you say no right there. Now I get to ask you, how do I fix it? If you say yes right there. Now it's a lead in to go. OK, awesome. Well, look, if you're finding everything helpful and easy to use, I see you're looking at homes in Youngsville. Is that the area you want to stay in? Right. If, are you, I mean, I'm looking at your profile. I know exactly what you're looking at. So before you even give them a chance, you keep them reeling until they're finally like, what is actually happening here? Like they, <laughs> because people don't get defensive until they feel like they're in control. And so if you right. never give them the opportunity, you just keep them reeling with, with really easy questions, kind of soft tosses. Now the next one is you, you start digging in for what's your motivation, what's your timeline. You know, when you filled out your questionnaire, it says here you were looking in the next three to six months. Is that still your timeline? Oh, well, now you start finding out real objections if they exist or you start finding out like, well, yeah, three to six months because I need to be out of a lease. Okay, now mm -hmm. I have something. So because now, you know, people are either moving towards a pleasure or they're moving from a pain, right? So we need to figure out what that is and be the solution to that. That was gas. That was yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. so, so where did you learn some of the, these like th th what you're speaking is fundamental sales. And so like, right. was, is this something you got through coaching? Is there a certain program you were in? What does that look like? How did you learn your, your, your sales tactics? So before we were part of the Tom Ferry ecosystem, we were part of the national association of expert advisors. Um, and it was a mastermind kind of similar to Tom Ferry, not nearly as involved, um, but they focused real heavily on script work. And so we built and then tweaked our scripts around what we learned there. Um, and then, like I said, Jim gives you all the tools to succeed. So all our new agents meet with uh, Jim's old Jim's old speech coach, actually, from high school, Miss um, Surratt. And so she comes in, she sits with all the new agents and she runs scripts with you and she like hammers it out. I mean, we've we built I guess it's been three years now since we really changed up and perfected the scripts. And it's everything from buyer presentation scripts, listing presentation scripts and phone scripts. Um, and then we hang them inside the uh, open dialers, you know, just just in case the new agents need a quick, you know, objection handling. They're all laminated sitting there. The top 10 objections we get and what your pivot is. So, I mean, it's it's all right there. I mean, it's like anything else. Do it a thousand times comes habit, you know, so that's pretty yeah. much where it is, what we do with it. So so what would you say? All right. Because a lot of uh, a lot of people that actually work with us at Dippity. Um, you know, we do a few different campaigns, but one that we do that's tend to be pretty successful if people actually call the leads consistently is right. doing like a, a home search campaign. So people looking for properties, um, you know, for sale in a certain marketplace or a certain zip code or neighborhood on right. Google. And so that let's say that lead came into your database. Does that script to you look like similar to what you had already done? Or what's that kind of look like from a uncovering it and trying to make that lead, like learn what their, their intentions are. Yeah. So for me, my script is pretty much going to stay the same no matter what, because I'm not going to, I'm not going to give myself a reason to the scripts. Keep me in control of the conversation because I know I'm inside and out. I know everything about them, 
I and, and like I said, when you start fumbling, if you start trying different things to to specifically identify with this very person, then you then you're give, they have control. You're losing you're losing the things you know, right? And so I don't really pivot off of my script until I start getting objections because once I handle those objections, the way they move forward, if you just get hit with rejection, 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 or objection, 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 right? Then most likely that's a lead whose motivation is lower on the scale, right? That's the guy who, when you walk up to him, uh, when somebody's at the store, he's looking at pants and guy walks up to him and says, do you need help? And he's like, no, nah, I figured it out myself, right? Like that's who you're dealing with. And sometimes those leads aren't worth the, the constant calling. So what those leads though are worth is a circle back because what you tell them at that point, if you're just getting nonstop objections, right? Okay. Hey, look, Austin, I completely understand where you're coming from. Why don't I do this? Uh, I'm going to let you have some time. I know you're just looking. You say you're just looking. That's what my site's for. Go ahead and continue to look. And what I'll do is I'll set up um, a call back to you to make sure that you have that you found what you're looking for in the next two to three months. He says, yeah, okay, that sounds great. You make a note in their file. The beauty of that is over the course of the next couple of weeks, you can see how active they are on the site. If he's on there every single day, I'm not waiting two months to call you back. Right? <laughs> I'm calling you back in three weeks and I'm going to be like, hey, Austin, remember, um, uh, hey, Austin, you told me to call you back in a few weeks whenever you look. You don't remember what the hell you had for lunch. So you certainly don't remember how long it was you told me to until you call you back, right? So if you're super active, I'm calling you back and I'm telling you, you told me to call you. And you're like, mm. you're kind of like, damn it, did I? I don't, well, yeah, okay, yeah, no, I, man, I'm, you know, yeah, okay, now I need help. I found something, but I lost out on it, whatever. And now you, if he's super motivated, now you got it. Right, because right, it looks so he like, started off hesitant, and now because you're able to track and see their activity, you're absolutely. able to know like I'm calling this guy back. Like, so right. so would you say that that's an important thing to do in the CRM? Is like when a lead comes in, look at their activity. Do you have any certain lists that you build that show you the activity, or what's that look like? It Boomtown does it for you, so you you can sort your leads by you can sort your leads by category. You can sort your leads by last visited the site. You can sort your their leads by last contacted, last time I contacted you. So some of my some of the agents in the office, they like to go, well, I haven't spoken to these leads. I, I, they reverse it backwards. When was the last time I spoke to a lead? If it's been too long, I don't want to lose them. So they go by when was the last, who was the most recent touch and go backwards from there. Um, I go by how long, how active are you on the site? So if you've last visited, you know, in the last three days, and you've done so multiple times and it's been two or three weeks since I've talked to you, I'm calling you gotcha. right? because to me, it's like at that point and I'm calling you and it might, my to do for your callback might not be for another month, but I'm telling you, Hey, you told me to give you a call uh, to check in and make sure that this, you know, that your process was still going along in the same timeline. Has anything changed? You know what I mean? Gotcha. And then now, now it's, I'm following up with you because you told me to. And so gotcha. it's a completely different conversation at that point. You know, because right. it, you, you're giving the illusion of representation before you have representation. Right? They're like, oh, yeah, my agent called. Right. And he, he, yep. in his head, he hasn't even realized like, oh, I can, I'm, I, he's not technically working for me. I can still interview. Right. But if I'm the one you're constantly hearing and talking to about real estate, when the time does come to pull the trigger in your mind, I'm already rated. Yes. Yes. I love that. So. Mojo dialer. Let's talk that because yeah. your world was totally different until you got the mojo dialer. Oh so <laughs> you do some of the phone calls based off of activity. So when you go in, if it's like 8 a.m. 
you know, what's what, what's your day kind of look like when you're making calls? Are you calling from 8 a.m. to 11? Are you calling from 8 to 5? Like, what's your so, days look like when you don't have business and you're making phone calls? So if I have no business at all, I have no one. So I have two two basically categories that I call. One is with a single line mojo dial and one's with a three line. Okay, so my general practice, if I had zero business, this is when I first started out and I had nothing working. I was in the office at 7 and I was starting my dials at 7.30. Some people say that's too early. For me, you get one of two people, right? You either get the person that's like, this is too early, whatever. Guess what? If you're pissed off at me for calling you at 7.30 in the morning instead of 8 o'clock, I was never going to convert you anyways, right? No harm, no foul. But you also get those people that are wanting to think about anything else except the work traffic that they're stuck in. And so they're like, even if it is just to talk real estate or just to maybe throw out potential timelines, they don't have anything in front of them. They just want to go. Yeah, I was looking at that, but I was really just looking for a friend. Awesome. What's your friend's name? Whatever. Right. And so when I find that 730 to 930, because you get 730, you get the 730 to eight people or the people driving to work that have to be at work by eight. And then you get anyone that's going to answer from eight to 930 for the people, your stay at home moms that just dropped off the kids. You're going to get those guys that get to the office, don't have to do anything till nine. So, but they get there a little early, try to get themselves in the groove. So I think that's a really fresh window to get when you're just cold calling out of the pond, load up 250 people. You don't care who they are and dial, right? So that was my process for that one. Like early on, it is what it is. Get them before they're worn out and beaten down by work. Gotcha. Because now you said, you say 250 people that you don't care who they are as in like you went into the database, which might have. 8,000 plus 8,000. Yeah. And you just said, all right, I'm going to, how did you make that list of 250 or do you, uh, last, do you select? No, what, I just go what? last visited, last visited the site. And I take the top 250 and I load them up. Gotcha. Like, I mean, if you've been in the site, if you've been on the site recently, to me, that shows interest or that shows some motivation. It's not a straight cold call, right? Cause some people will go, I mean, you know about this, they'll go to a lead or they'll go to a website because they saw an ad and they're, they'll never return to the website. That's not, you know what I mean? That to me is a wasted dial. Not always, but the conversion on those is substantially low. If you're consistently on the site, even if it is just looking, Lou, because real estate's interesting, I'm fine with that too. You're the type of person I want to hear from anyway, because when you are looking at things and when you do finally find something or if you're the type of person that is a looky little real estate, when your friends are looking, they're the ones that are, you're who they're going to go to. Right. And so that's, that's, you're still a person I want to make sure knows my name, knows my company and all that stuff. So. Gotcha. Now, do you feel like you've done any like tracking note, like obviously throughout your career, you, you, you've done a ton of calls. I mean, I can't even imagine oh, yeah. how, many, how many, how many calls do you think you've made? Oh, Jesus. Uh, I mean, we may, I make probably, I probably made five, 6,000 just last year. And I was not, and I was heavy listing referrals last year, but it's right. just like, I mean, it's just one of those things where we track everything though. Like the, and the reason being is I can track, I can track what every phone conversation, whatever he spoke to is worth in dollars. So that way I can show the agents like, Hey, if you tell me you want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year, we have 37 agents in our office and we mandate phone duty for everybody. So I can sit there and go, okay, I have, this is the pool of all the tracked phone calls, right? This is the pool of all the tracked spoke to's. This is the pool of all the tracked appointments. We can reverse it back to 
how many closings is it going to take on average for you to hit your number goal? How many appointments does that take? How many spoke tos does that take? And how many dials does that take? We can back it all the way up to your phone calls. And then we let them break it out by day. You know what I mean? So it's not, you know, you look at that huge number of dials, you get overwhelmed. Okay, well, if you're going to work 50 weeks out of the year, 48 weeks out of the year, this is how many per week. If you're going to work five days a week, this is how many per day. It's not as daunting now, right? It's not as right. daunting now. So what does that look like? So that you guys have seen, obviously it's your market, your numbers, your data, yeah. but like how many dials is somebody needing to make in order to make a hundred thousand dollars a year that you guys have yeah. seen statistically? So, so for us, it's going to be, you have to take, it's a little different because everybody's got that. They negotiate their own splits. We're not like a flat split kind of company. So, but I can give you the percentages. It's 25% spoke to like, you have a 25% dialed spoke to rate. Right. We know off top, 25% is going to be bad, fake information. And then we know a lot of them are just not going to answer numbers that they don't know. And then we know, so we know our, our dial to spoke to is 25%. Okay. So gotcha. from there, we know that our spoke to to appointment ratio for an agent that's been in the market longer than two years, right? Cause you're, you're early on, you're dialing more cold leads instead of, right? So your spoke to's are going to be a little shifted. We know it's about 40% spoke to to appointment. And then your appointment, once you get that appointment, your appointment to close ratio is going to be individualized on the agent, right? Got so you, we, we just go by percentages and we sit down and we show them and say, okay, your commission split is this average sale price in the market is this, which means the average commission is this. And we show them with those percentages, those metrics, here's how many dollars you have to make to make a hundred thousand dollars a week. So you're basically saying you generate a hundred leads. 25% of those leads are 20, you're not going to be able to get a hold of. So you're only going to get a hold of 20, those, 25 of those leads probably gave us fake information. So right. now we're only dealing with 75. So you, and, and again, you got to remember these percentages go up. We have a mandated 14 dial touch before we trash a lead. So, so 14 dials, not so many people get that. So messed up, man, where they see the word touches and then they yeah. set up like, action plans with texts no, and emails and they're no. like oh well i mean it, my th that's doing it for me i have no conversions this sucks these leads suck right, right like no. if you sent me a lead from an ad that you created like if divity had created and said i said hey guys i need i want 100 leads based on these parameters and you sent them to me those 100 leads would get called either a until we speak to them or b if you're not going to answer the phone it's 14 dials before we trash you why 14? Is that just the number you found? 14 is the number. So we, if you go look, there's actually, um, there's actually on, we have a graph that shows the percentages of answers based on how many dials and it tapers at after 14, like 14, 15, the percentages doesn't change, but it grows exponentially from dial one all the way up to 14. So that's our yeah, number. Where's the, like, usually like the, the, the honey hole you'd call it, like where it's like, about right six there, or like the about six or seven, yeah. they're finally like, okay, yes, I need your help or Jesus, what do you want? So yeah, it's yeah. usually about six or seven um, that they, that they'll, they'll get it. Now they do get, uh, some of those leads like rotate between agents, right? So if we, if, if I'm on floor time from nine to 12, right. And my call and I'm called, let's say 50 new leads had come in and, you know, 30 of them don't answer. When you come on from 12 to three, those 30 go to you and you're going to dial the same 30. So these people are getting touched three times. It's 14 touches over the course of, you'll probably get there in a week, Monday through Friday. Mm. You know what I mean? Because it's three shifts. If everybody's making their calls and doing it the right way, 
you're going to hit your 14 touches really quick. And so we'll know if you're, if you're trash or not. Like if we should gotcha. trash that lead, gotcha. you're not trash, Austin. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so but uh, the lead is a trash lead. So let's, let's play a, a little numbers game. So okay. based off of your numbers, you guys say uh, you get a hundred leads. Yes. 25 of them are not good, right? They're, they're not going to be good information. Right, right, right. And, and so then, but we'll uh, speak 20, to 25. 25 of those hundred or 25 of the 75, 25%. No, so, yeah. So a hundred, we know 25 is going to be bad information. That's going to be going right off the bat. Okay. And then we know statistically we'll end up speaking to 25. Okay. So now the, the middle 50, we don't know where they're going to land. So we put them back in the pond and that way we can circle back in six months or a year because the information is good. They just decided not to answer. So our 25 spoke to now of those 25, 40% of them will be able to set an appointment with at some point in time. Gotcha. gotcha. Now some point in time, meaning that's a great yeah. to that no. sentence. Yes. Because everybody thinks, Oh, I spoke to them. 40% of these are going to set an appointment tomorrow. No, this is a nurture game. You know, uh, real estate success on the phone is in the follow-up. I mean, that's just, it is what it is. You call them once. I mean, it's sometimes you get lucky with one of those, right? And they're like, yeah, I'm ready to go right now. Let me set an appointment with you. But a lot of times it's, look, it's exact conversation we had earlier. Well, look, man, I completely understand. You're just looking right now. That's what the site's for. How about I set a note to follow up with you two weeks, two months, whatever it is, right? Right. But your money's in your nurture. Right. You can be, I'll put it this way. You can be, you can make a, a good living dialing a ton of times, one time, but rich agents, it, they follow up. That's where it is. You've got, I mean, once you've touched them, you eliminated, think about that. You eliminated 75% of your dials if you focus on your nurtures, right? Because you've already spoken to them. They've already taken your call. They've given you the reason to call back. There's at least some motivation, Right. Why would I keep beating my head against the wall over here when I know that if I just continue to nurture, even if it's just, you know, once every quarter, eventually you just want to stay top of mind. And it's not always a real estate call. Right. So we have Mardi Gras out here. So we throw a big Mardi Gras bash or whatever call. We tell our agents, take credit, pass blame. Right. Hey, I'm throwing this. I'm throwing this party for Mardi Gras. And I'd love to see you out there. And they're like, oh, man, okay, yeah, that's kind of cool. I'll be out there, whatever. They hadn't even met you yet. But that first face-to-face -face meeting was because you invited them somewhere. It's huge. And it mm -hmm. makes it, again, it's, you're building that rapport and you're kind of, you're, you're dropping those subliminal hints that I'm your agent before I'm really your agent. Are you telling me that you can close deals at the Mardi Gras? <laughs> I have closed deals at Mardi Gras. That is a, I see, I'm ready to come out for the 30th and do the come red dress out. run, man. I'm Let's ready for it. it. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. But We're gonna um, be out there. So, so things have evolved for you, though, right? Because now you're an associate broker. Yeah. And so, uh, how does I'm, how does that all happen? On, I don't know. I think I just annoyed Jim enough to finally just be like, <laughs> Jesus, the guy's <laughs> here all the time. No, so uh, he gave me. You know, we we work really well together, uh, Jim and I. So it was one of those things that um, you know we're opening a Covington office also together. We're expanding out in Covington, not Lafayette. So. We'll, we'll have our second office out there. Um, basically what it is, is it was who wants responsibility. And I kind of was like, I do. And it just kind of grew into that. So it started as I was an agent and then I kind of became a team lead, helped him with trainings and stuff like that. Then I started going on more of these events with him, more of these conferences and really just 
bouncing ideas off of each other. I mean, plane three hour plane rides and you're sitting there, you know, bouncing ideas off each other the entire time. It's kind of organically turned into a partnership. And then, um, you know, the last few years, it's just basically he's kind of gives me the keys to the car when he's got to be out of town or, and it gives him more time with his family. Uh, so it's been kind of a joint venture. It's been exciting. That's awesome, man. That yeah, I could see it immediately. Like the hustle, everything at the, at the event, the Tom Ferry event in Orlando, man, like you guys hustle. I mean, how many, oh, yeah. how many transactions, I believe you guys are 800 plus that you did in 2021 as, a, 2021. as an entire brokerage, right? Yeah, 831 deals for about 223 million, I think, if I'm not mistaken. So your transaction coordinator is getting it. They oh, are we, oh getting we have that. we have five now. We have yeah. one and she was just like drowning. So yeah, but yeah. yeah. She's like, you guys gotta stop. Leave you guys like, gotta stop. Yeah. Yeah. But our growth was great. I mean, we had real we were kind of plateaued around five hundred for a few years and then it just kind of we made a few minor changes and it just took off. So, yep. Yep. So you made 5,000 phone calls last year as a listing agent doing commercial work, everything. So what does that look like though? What's your day-to-day shifted since you've made all those calls up front? You were making more than 5,000 a year, I'm assuming. Oh in your first yeah. No doubt. So what is, what has happened from those phone calls? So those phone calls have created, and I'll tell you, the, the reason people think like, oh, phone duty is just sort of, if you still manage your relationships, because every transaction to me is still a relationship. Once, Even if I got you as a cold call lead, I'm still inviting you to everything. I'm still doing my touches, my four touches a year after we close the deal. I'm still checking in with you, you know, um, to make sure that if you, because we know every, the metrics are what they are. Everybody knows some by some degree of separation, five people that will buy or sell in the next 12 months, right? You just oh, I thought it was Kevin Bacon. <laughs> the 70s <laughs> Kevin Bacon, that's right. So, um, so we know that. And and one of those is a, a pure cold call lead. He came on the site, he's looking at a house. I had no idea who he was. I called him. Guy ends up being a, a physician transfer. We have a Lord's Our Lady of Lords out here. We have a training hospital here in Lafayette. He ends up being a um, neurosurgeon for, and he's here from New York for the training, wants to buy. He used me to buy a house, sell a house, buy a piece of land, sell that land when he went back to New York. He also referred me every incoming doctor that came into the training program. And through through that one lead that I dialed, I had now built out, I think it's a fifth doctor. I just like got my fifth doctor from uh, and probably in the ballpark of about $10 million um, in closed deals. And we just had another one, one of those same doctors. We just go to list their house and he wants to upgrade to a new house. And that both just those two sides will be another about $2 million. Dude, that's insane. So it's like, and that's from one call, right? People think that, oh, cold calling, you have to just wear yourself out. No, you can build relationships from the calls that you make. Right. Well, and you're serving people. That's, I mean, right, at the end exactly. of the day, People think it's sales and you're being salesy and all this, but really you're hopping on the phone and, and I love your talk track of like, Hey, I saw you were looking on the website. Was it helpful? Or did you have any issues, yeah. you know, oper- operating it? Right. And, and it's like, right. they're going to spill the beans there and then right. you're Is helping them. Right. I'm hoping you're finding everything helpful and easy to use. It's so, it's such an easy in because at that point, like 
like I said, if you say no, I want to be the solution to the problem. So I'm like, oh man, I'm so sorry. What was it, what wasn't working for you? What would you like me to change? And if you say yes, I'm like, oh, fantastic. I'm, it's good to know that the site's working how it should. I see you're looking in, and then bam, now we're in. It's not a sales pitch. It's a solution to a problem. Yes, right. I, they, I mean, they're on the site for a reason, right? So you don't yes. have to be worried about being salesy. So something you talked about was you do four touch points with your past clients. Yeah, every year. What what do those look like? What do those four touch points look like? It can be anything, man. It can be I saw him on Facebook and kid got married. It could be they got a new puppy. Hey, I saw him on Facebook. You guys got a puppy. What's his name? How are things? You know, whatever. Uh, how's how's the dog like in the house? Blah blah. blah. Um, it can be to invite him to events like Mardi Gras. We do a lot of charity events around town. Uh, we have a Maddie's Footprints Gala coming up here in town. So. Hey, I, I got some extra tickets, you know, and that's the other thing. I invite my clients to everything because 99% of them are going to say no, but the invites there. So you spend, t- you, you spend a thousand dollars on 10 tickets and invite all your clients. 99% are going to say no. Every once in a while, you'll get a couple that say yes. And the fact that they said yes and talked about, thanks so much, Tony, for taking us to this event. It goes huge. I mean, it's, it's massive. it is massive. And so, um, so those are what my touches look like. It's, Circle back for any reason to give you a call, but any reason to give you a call that's not to ask for a referral. Now, there are very deliberate ways to ask for referrals. You got to do it. And so at the end of the touch, every once in a while, you just got to throw it out there and be like, okay, awesome. Well, look, man, it was so good talking to you. Um, don't. I always do it as a joke. Be like, hey, I don't know if you know anybody currently looking to buy or sell, but if you do, don't forget, give my number out like candy on Halloween. And they yeah. always just laugh it off and they're like, okay, awesome. Yeah, no, I'll definitely, I'll definitely do that. And then it never fails within a day or two. If you shoot them, you know, shoot them a text, be like, hey, it was good catching up with you. Oh my gosh, dude, speak of the devil. I just was talking to a buddy and bam. You know, I mean, the amount of times that it's happened is just insane to me. That's awesome. That's all. So it's all in the follow-up though. Same yeah. thing there. Your money's in your follow-up. I love that, man. Well, I got it's it's Monday. I can or only imagine your day is insane. So I got yeah. one last thing for you, brother. And yeah, it's it's if you were to get a new agent that okay. was in that similar situation as you, where they know they're gonna have to make phone calls to yes. generate new business. What are some mistakes that you made in that in the beginning that you would like highly recommend? Just like, hey, nip this in the ass and do yeah. this. So that way you can go ahead and be like light years ahead of where I was. Like if I knew then what I know now type thing. Right. So two things are first and foremost, you have to understand and you can read it in any book, the conversion rate for a cold call or even warm call. So we, we get warm leads because they're coming to our site for a reason, right? It's not like this is not just some list that we're like, hey, you didn't even have anything to do with real estate. These people are coming to the site. So those are more warm leads, but the conversion is low nationally, like painfully low, like 3%. Okay. So first and foremost, stay on it. I mean, you're just going to have to stay on it. And 99 no's and a yes means yes. So you just got to stay with it. That, it's, that was one of the things where I was like, calling isn't working. So I'm going to go do this instead. And it's real easy it is really easy to be busy in real estate and not productive. So mm. just stay with it is it would be the first thing. It took me so long to finally just stay consistent and make the calls. Uh, and the other thing would be don't let them snowball. Don't get caught under the snowball. So 
if if you break your metrics down and your dials, you once you've run all your numbers, you say, okay, I got to make 40 a day or 50 a day. Well, then you don't make your 40 on Monday. You're like, ah, it's not a big deal. I'll just make 80 tomorrow. No, it's not a big deal. That just means I have to make 120. You better finally figure out a way to make the 120 or don't let the snowball take off. Mm. Right? There's no reason you can't take an hour, hour and a half to start your day. Right? And it, it, take an hour, hour and a half, start your day with your calls and then move on with everything else. There are very few things in real estate that have to be at, at 100% specific time. So if you block off your dial time first thing in the morning, be done by nine. What in real estate can you not do at 930 that you could have done at 830? That's like when I go hit the gym in the morning, I always yep. feel so much more accomplished throughout my day. And so it's that same mindset of just a lot of people don't want to make the calls, just like a lot of people don't want to go to the, go gym. To the gym. Yeah. So I mean, if you do it, though, you're, you're like, man, I already did it. Who Think about how quickly it would motivate your day if you uncovered an opportunity at, before 9 o'clock a.m. Right. Like, I mean, tell me you're not fired up if you set an appointment by 8.30 in the morning, right? I mean, it's you think, oh, well, my day's over, going back to bed. Hell no. You're like, shit, I already got one. I'm going after another. You you're know, slamming you, that coffee mug and smashing <laughs> it on your head. Dude. That's exactly right, dude. That's exactly right. <laughs> So, <laughs> no, I love it, dude. Thank you so much for jumping on, man. It's been fun. I think a lot of people that have been like thinking about calling or cold calling or warm calling, yeah, uh, you know, they're going to get insight out of this. They're going to get your perspective. So thank you, man. I'm super excited to also come out to NOLA here. Can't soon wait to see you. Go to your neck of woods, man. It's going to be fun. Yeah, absolutely, man. We're excited to have you out here. And look, like I said, when it comes to calls, just take your brain out and make the calls. Don't overthink it. I mean, I what's the worst that happens? What's the worst that happens? The beauty of the phone, the worst that happens is to hang up on you. Yeah. I yeah. mean, or move on with your day. Give you one MF and then you're done. Right? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. All right, man. Thanks, Tony. See you, dude. Absolutely. Appreciate it.